Episode of Fan Holes, big in Japan. I'm Justin. I'll be your host this evening. Joining me tonight are two of my fellow fan holes. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Wooga wooga wooga. Hey, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, it's Mike. I've got nothing. <laughs> hey, girlfriend. Why don't you throw more punches? Might break a nail, huh? Wooga wooga wooga. What are you accusing me of? Sloughing off? Just kidding. Gosh, you're so sensitive. <laughs> hey, not bad if you're planning to fight old ladies. We won't be training forever, you know. The time will come when our lives will depend on this. On this episode, we will be discussing something that Mike chose. This was his choice. He wanted to discuss Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. I don't know why, but that was his choice. <laughs> This movie premiered February 27th, 2009. Charlie Nash, just, in a poll. I just love Chris Klein so much. He's fucking horrible in that movie. He's so <laughs> bad. You're implying that he's good in other movies, though, by saying Dude, that. Dude, come on. Like, American Pie, he's fine. Well, I guess he's so, He's big yeah. and dumb, and that's it. But Charlie Nash? No, no. In a poll. In a poll. This guy just walks through the raindrops. Doesn't even make sense. I mean, if he said this guy walks in between the raindrops, that makes sense. I'm just going to pretend I'm staring out a window badly. And by badly, I mean when I'm staring at something. It doesn't look like I'm actually staring at it. Uh, Actually, we will be discussing Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Which, oh, thank God. <laughs> which was Michael's real choice. Uh, this film was originally released on August the 6th, 1994, in Japan. As for what happens, um, the Street Fighter characters fight, and Bison wants to do things. I don't know. Uh, to be perfectly honest, this is only the second time I've seen this movie. I saw it once... 25 years ago when it was on VHS and had a little memory of it. I know you guys, you know, are bigger Street Fighter fans than I, but I was watching this and I kind of, like, right after Ken fights Bison and, you know, Mind Zonks or whatever, like, I kind of dozed off for a little while. And then I was, like, trying to think of what the right for the synopsis. And I was like, uh, they fight and Bison wants to 
beat people and rule things. I don't I don't know what the actual plot is. So so I'm gonna turn it over to Mike because this was his request, and I know he does love Street Fighter and this movie. The plot is about friendship, Justin. Friendship. Oh 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 okay. Yeah. Not... It just happens to have ninety minutes of fighting in it, centered well, around mean, friendship. It's it's called Street Fighter Two, yeah. the animated movie, right? Like, I mean, you go from one fight to another fight. Like, they, they you are not sold a false bill of goods. I mean, if you want to quantify what Bison's machinations are, it seems like he's using those cyborgs to collect data on Street Fighters to see which powerful street fighters he can pervert, corrupt, or brainwash into carrying out Shadow Law's political agendas, which include all of the above, like assassination, drugs, um, you know, just any, any, anything, anything horrifically bad that seems to be part of Shadow Law's M.O. So I, I don't even know, like, to me, I'm like, I don't even know that Bison really cares about ruling the world, but maybe he cares more about, like, running the world, I guess. Like, that that's how I would take it. He was definitely using that cyborg to, like, check out Chun-Li because he was like, oh, this <laughs> thing was, like, zooming in on her. I was like, okay. <laughs> Can't blame you, but... Pervbot 2000. Yes. Like... <laughs> I, I, you guys know me. I'm a huge Street Fighter fan. I mean, I was playing the games and stuff, and when this came out, I was really looking forward to this coming out. I think I saw it like an ad for it in Wizard or some video game magazine or whatever, and like they were kind of pimping it up, and like there were pictures of the movie, and I was all like, oh yeah, like when's that coming out? And, you know, eventually I think I found it at like my local video rental store, and they only had like the PG 13 version. So, like, I rented that a few times. I, I really enjoyed it. And then um, my mom saw it, I forgot, at some store when, when she was just out shopping alone. She bought it for me, and it was, it, it was still a PG-13 version, because I don't think she would get me the unrated one. But, like, I was so happy to have it, and, like, I watched that VHS, like, I watched that countless times. Like, I passed it around to my friends, like, they all loved it. Like, a, a lot of me, me and my friends have a lot of, like, nostalgic fondness for this movie, but, you know, I just... I think, and beyond that, I think it's legitimately, like, good. Like, as good as you could possibly be for a, you know, like like you intimated, Justin, like, um, something with the plot of, you know, with a plot to get excuses to get people to have fights, basically. And, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of anime centered around that. And uh, I think, you know... As far as like the mission statement goes, this movie succeeds. So like I don't know what like what about you, Derek? What's your background with this movie? So I too was a fairly big Street Fighter fan. I I, I don't know if I, I talked about this or not, but I mean I I sort of grew up with, you know, Street Fighter in the arcades, especially Street Fighter Two, but I mean I even remember I even remember being at people's houses when they had the it was like there were birthday parties and they had like the console versions of the original Street Fighter. So like I, I, I had vague memories of the backstory. So I understood even though Street Fighter 2 was the, the big popular game and the fighter game. And that's what we all ended up buying and playing and going to the arcades to play and all that stuff. And I, I was not very good. I mean, you know, well, Mike can attest to that. Mike kicks my ass all the time. But it's not like I was You're very terrible. good. Terrible. But, but, 
but but I play with or played with people that were very, you know, like basically like the people that were my friends would come in and put up some quarters and kick the shit out of somebody and, you know, get them off the arcade match or whatever it was. But like I still enjoyed playing with them and also, you know, having the game and everything like that. So like that. And I, I think that's the fighting game controls I'm most accustomed to, you know, like I've learned some other things, you know, some stupid shit like Masters of Terracossi and some other stuff. But, you know, sometimes like Soul Calibur and things like that. But those always feel odd to me because they're not, you know, a, a, a sort of to me what what a default fighting game control I... I should be, I guess. I definitely judge all fighting game controls using like Street Fighter as like a baseline. Right. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely do that. As far as the the film itself, uh, we didn't get this until 1995, even though it came out in Japan in 1994. Um, I uh, clearly I must have been old enough that no one questioned me. I was. I was all about it i think i went to suncoast like that i want to i mean i i could be misremembering but i went to suncoast i went to the new park mall i feel like it was the day it came out and i got the uncut version and i was like so happy with myself and and i played that tape into the fucking ground because i and 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 something about that like i i don't know how to quantify this but this was 1995 like you know how people tell comic stories and they say, oh, I became a collector with such and such issue. And from then on, I was collecting comics off the newsstand and going to comic book shops and all this. You know, then you were like, you were really in the shit. You were hardcore or whatever. Like, I feel like quantifying this by saying I did not get into the shit with anime until the year 2000. Like, so this was 1995. So this is one of those films that I just think transcends like i i was not buying this because it was anime i was not buying this because i was a large connoisseur of anime i was buying this because street fighter 2 the video game was super popular i played the hell out of street fighter 2 on super nintendo and all my friends did with me or went to the arcades. I have a lot of fun memories playing with uh, a good buddy of mine when we went to uh, stay at a beach house or whatever. And I think he brought his Super Nintendo and his copy of it, you know, and stuff like that. And we played the hell out of it there, too. So, like, all that, you know, the, the, even, you know, for me, like, you know, I'm always co- sort of transposing lots of personal memories onto things. I mean, the, the Ken Ryu relationship in this film, I think is echoed in my relationship with the friend that I went and played this with on Super Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like there's 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 similar or sometimes sometimes I see aspects of other friendships I've had, you know, over the years, you know, with with the the Ken Ryu thing and and I can kind of see slivers of that, you know, within the context of the films and all that kind of stuff. But this film in particular, I mean, I agree. I I really do think it's and and I and I I had to check myself because I hadn't really seen everything and I, I watched a couple other things sort of I don't know if it was in preparation for this or you guys just got me in the mood, but I watched some more, you know, live action things that I had not seen, like Assassin's Fist and and Resurrection and stuff. And even though I did like Assassin's Fist, you know, that that was on a I'd say a more personal level and it wasn't it it was it was dealing with purely I think 
you know, Ken, Ryu, Akuma, Goken, you know, like that, their story and not focusing on the entire cast of characters. Whereas I, I think I agree like this, this is, I mean, despite any shortcomings, despite any kind of, you know, probably reasonable um, assessments that there's not much plot in this movie. Like I would argue this is the best presentation of the street fighter two story in film form that we have at all, you know, and I know that's not saying much, or I, I feel like it's not saying much, but I, I personally like this movie. I, you know, you know, what's great is I got to watch it because I, I got the Blu-ray upgrade and I, you know, that just, uh, you know, looks really, really nice. And, and, and they have a lot of different options, you know, if, if you're really into that kind of thing, because there's, you know, obviously I think what we're referring to, you know, the, the version that me and Mike were exposed to, although he he did mention, like he said, he he ended up getting like the PG-13 version, you know. And then, I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, I mean, I, I think there's probably some language that's toned down in the PG-13 version. Like I'm guessing, you know, maybe maybe he doesn't say Bison's ass is mine or Bison doesn't say, you know shit or i i forget there's there, it's there's yeah some, it's like there's, there's the, some language in this the shit then, is the shit is crap like okay. instead of okay. vega calling chun a bitch he calls her a witch and okay like, okay yeah, yeah. so so like so so the language is toned down and then i and then i i would imagine the main key scene that's cut out is uh you know Chun Li's uh, adventures in the shower, right? Like that's yeah. that, that's what there's I'm, like. I'm... I think there's like a single shot of her from behind, and that's it in the PG. Right, right, right. Version. Whereas like... you know you get you get the full service in the the unrated version, pretty much. But I mean, other than that, I can't I can't think of too many. I mean, I'm not you know I, I I'm not for this. I'm not a shot for shot you know type stare and compare guy. But that that's what I'd kind of quickly you know present as the the major differences is the language is toned down and then you don't get to see chun lee's chun lee's uh you know naked body or whatever and that's about it um the the music i i guess it can't go without saying the the background music all the the uh american music that's in this is i mean it just makes the film you know like that's I, I, I it probably generated a whole like subgenre of crappy internet anime music videos, but it worked <laughs> for this man because this is I, I I I don't know you know for me you know there's probably some strong nostalgia kicking in or whatever, but you know watching that version you know the the especially on this Blu-ray like the English uncut in five point one you know like and 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 listening to you know the the dub and also all the the background tracks you know the you know like all that stuff is not in the original language version you know like like all the music not just not just the silver chair and the corn and the Alice in Chains and the rap music and all this other like like all of it is not in the original Japanese language version and it just it just makes you know, you know Justin you know the discussion we were having about the the Highlander anime and and the decisions they made to like crop things and edit things and make it a more manageable pace like I think I I think it's it's also probably if you if you 
if you can manage to watch the whole thing, I did. I did try to watch the Japanese version a little bit since it was on that Blu-ray, but I couldn't do it. Like I, I think I got like ten or twenty minutes into it. And I'm just like, holy fuck! Like, like I, I, I mean, it's just you know, there's no music and Chun Li's droning away about you know Shadow Law. I'm just like, I can't do this, man. Like even even the the beginning opening scene with Ryu and Sagat, like it the 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 excitement i don't know it's just there, there's something that's that's lost and it, it can't be understated how much you know it, just like john williams to star wars and 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 jaws and all that other kind of stuff like whatever kind of uh, musical comparison you need to make in your head of of how the music helps make the movie like that is a hundred percent true for for this film and and again like you know I, like I said, probably by this point I was driving, so I don't think they questioned me on buying the the uncut version. Even though I I don't know I don't know how how old you had to be. I think I'm I, I probably was seventeen, so they didn't give a shit. Like I I don't know I don't remember, but I I know I bought it myself, and I know I went to Suncoast at the New Park Mall, and I know I watched the crap out of it, and I really really liked it, and that you know I guess can't be understated in terms of you know i wasn't i wasn't super duper into anime like there were probably a handful of anime films that i had seen that i thought were really cool you know maybe like gold Goal 13 and this and you know i don't know i can't i can't think of too many others just barely a handful of, of anime that i was exposed to you know whether it was like the really old stuff you know that was americanized you know robotech voltron something like that but i wasn't major you know, hardcore into anime at this point, but I think, you know, this is one of those movies that I'm, I'm pretty passionate about and, and I really, really like it. And I think it, you know, I, I don't know, I guess, I suppose like, you know, it, it, maybe I'm a little biased too. Cause I think, I think most of my favorite street fighter characters are accounted for, you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, I suppose to some degree, if, if there are people that are fans of some of the later games and later characters, obviously this was before those characters' times. And then if you're, I, I don't know, if for some insane reason, like you're a mega, you know, Charlie, Cammy, Dalsim fan, you know, yeah, you might be a little let down, but I'm like, come on, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Everybody everybody plays their part and has a role in the film. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, Again, the dub, of course, is is hilariously beautiful. You know, like uh, that that again too can't be understated. I love everything about it. You know, to to this day, you know the we're brothers. You know, like that that's just something that's I think universal among yeah, this, people who have I was going to say this this movie is like your genesis of like secret brothers. Almost, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, you you guys you guys talked about. I mean, I, I feel like you told the story about, you know, about the 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 hair and the Wolverine and, you know, like that it was this kind of funny story, you know, that that, you know, your friend called anything that was remotely similar, you know, that, that there were brothers or whatever the, the deal was. But I think in some ways, like this that scene exemplifies that in a hilarious, you know, like, it's like, cause we're both Japanese, right? Like, and it's like, well, you're not, you know, uh, I can't believe I have to explain this, but you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like one of those things where, you know, 
they're not genetically you know brothers right but still it's it's this funny thing of they, they share they this, one thing in common yeah they, so they share this one loose brothers. connection so they're they're brothers right and that's i mean that's that's definitely part of our secret brothers meme to a t right like that's that's that retroactively that that falls under the umbrella you know yeah like i i agree with you like i this is one of the few anime movies where i absolutely prefer the english dub the english soundtrack over like the japanese one and like i've often wondered like if i had seen it in japanese first like would that be the case and like i hmm. still like having watched the japanese version i didn't rewatch it but i did watch the japanese version when i first got like i think the first like dvd release and I, you're right like it's so like lifeless compared to like the english version like and maybe like maybe you'd have a you know different first impression if you saw that first but like i don't know like i think like the fact that I feel like me and probably like everyone, when you think of like Ryu's music or theme, like I don't think of like his in-game theme. I think of the like like that's what I think of when I think of Ryu. So like yeah, that that that's an English score. Like yeah, so, like, yeah. Well, like, I, I, I I guess I guess I might compare it to and 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 you know maybe maybe Justin can either not attest to this or whatever because I know I know he loves the, the Japanese version of Fist of the North Star but for me a lot of the things that they were doing in and it's around the same time frame I think at least as far as dubbing and music goes but a lot of the same tactics they were applying to this Street Fighter film were some of the same things they were applying to the Fist of the North Star TV series as they were dubbing it, you know, and they only got so far. But but I do have a certain sense of appreciation and love for the Fist of the North Star dub and also the music that they, you know, created for it as well, because that, you know, th that kind of becomes part of the whole, you know, what did you see first and, and how did you imprint on it and that kind of thing and everything. Like, I, 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 I do think, too, like, the... 1995 like i don't think anybody was ready to just watch a japanese anime film paced or scored the way it was originally paced or scored does that make sense like like i don't i don't think people were i mean maybe if you watched this in the japanese language today for the first time you might be able to find the I don't know the strengths or the the positives of it, but I I don't think that was even a remote possibility. You know, like it, it back then, you know, had to be dubbed. Back then, had to you know have some kind of you know you couldn't have all this dead time, Larry. Like we need we need the silver chair. You know, we need the hey, you know, like we we had <laughs> to have that when Ken's racing around in his Porsche because we can't just have a fucking Porsche zooming around. Because I don't know, maybe maybe it's the thing. Like you know, there's there's things like that with the mech and the Gundam. You know, the, somebody's fascinated with the Porsche and just looking at the Porsche and how cool it is and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. We needed we needed it to pump up to eleven. You know, you needed you needed you know the Alice in Chains and the Corn and all that kind of shit in the background. Oh, for years after this movie came out, whenever I'd see like in a magazine or even like eventually when the internet came out, or when the internet came out, you know, when I got the internet, 
that like when someone would do their favorite anime fights of all time, like a list or the greatest one, like consistently I would see Chun-Li versus Vega like on that like list. And like, I think the soundtrack pays it plays a huge role in that. I mean, it's a great fight, mm-hmm. but the, the soundtrack just like amps it up to another level. Well, you know what, you know, what's crazy about that. I sort of forgot that the it's, I forget it's like KMS or what, whatever the, the band is or whatever that does that song or whatever. And I sort of forgot, and it's too bad Tony's not here because he'll know what I'm talking about. But one one of the the uh, video reviewer guys on the that used to be on the what that guy with the glasses channel. There was the guy. I'm sure he probably still makes videos or whatever. But his name was Bennett the Sage, and he would always do his. Uh, I think it was like anime abandon or whatever his show was, and he'd review all these, you know, dubbed animes from you know, probably around this era and everything. And it was, a you know, I thought it was a fun show to watch and everything. But his intro was that that song, you know, that's playing in the background of that fight, you know, the give it to me, you know, like that that whole thing. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because like there, there I, I again, I don't know how to explain this, but I sort of forgot that that song was in this until I rewatched this tonight for the show. And there's only a couple things, but it's it's funny, like, sometimes, like, because, like, say I listen to Action Figure Blues so much, you know, it's like the, the Eminem song, like, I end up associating it with, with Action Figure Blues, so then when it shows up in the Suicide Squad movie, I'm like, hey, they took Action Figure Blues song, you know, like, even though none of them have any, like, proprietary ownership of it, you know? So it's kind of funny, because sometimes it's like, I don't know, sometimes some of those things for me are, like, ass-backwards or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, that's a... that That's... It, it's funny, because there, there's there's that aspect to it where there's, you know, the the, the most uh, nice way you can put it is there's, there's uh, a large aspect of fan service in that fight. There's also a large aspect of... Uh, the, the kind of perverted gore that becomes associated with Vega. You know what I mean? But but I guess the, the, the ultimate thing that's nice about it is, even though Guile's on the way to to help and or, you know, potentially save Chun-Li, right? Like, she doesn't really need... I mean, she needs him there to take her to the hospital and everything like that. But, like, you know, Chun-Li doesn't put up with Vega's bullshit, right? Like, she holds her own and knocks him out of the fucking building you know so it's like that's you know again like i could see why somebody would put that on like a top fight because they they brutalize one another and and it plays into i mean you talk about yeah there's not a strong plot but the the characterization is true right because you know chun li's driven she's she's an interpol agent like she's she's a good fighter right but vega is is kind of a vain vanglorious kind of self-absorbed fighter he he thinks him you know his fighting himself like he 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 just you know he's the type of guy you know mirror mirror on the wall who's the you know the uh fucking wackadooist of all but you know like that's i don't know that's that's vega to a t so that moment where she she you know basically smacks him in the face and starts giving him a bloody nose and, and, uh, you know, uh, a black eye and all that stuff, you know, and he's, he's, you know, screaming about his face, you know, and that's, that, that's what brings on the witch 
slash bitch, you know, if you're if you're doing the the PG thirteen unrated version, right? It's like you bitch, you fucked up my face, you know, like that kind of thing, you know. And and so that's a definitely a a fun, you know, fight. And and I guess you know if we're talking about like like the the styles of fights and all that kind of stuff. I mean, some of them are are uh, exhibition fights, you know, like they're 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 doing things, you know, because people are bidding on the fights. Like there's the the fun scene with with Fei Long, you know, like where he you know Ryu runs into him and everything like that. And then there's like action level fights where you know Ryu's you know kind of you know beating the shit out of Shadow Law guys because they almost run over that poor little Indian girl or whatever, right? Like so so there's there's that kind of fight that goes on, but. Towards the end, I mean, it almost combines, like, a bunch of tropes that I'm enamored with. Like, they, they do the the three-on-three pair-off that I feel like is is the the default for G.I. Joe the movie. You know, it's like, oh, uh, you know, E. Honda's gonna fight with Balrog. You know, like, Guile's gonna face off against, you know, M. Bison. And, and, and Ken, uh, who's mind-zonked at the time, has to fight with Ryu. You know, and they do the three-on-three. And then eventually, that fight, those fights play their course. But then, you know, and then and then you you end up having Ken breaking free of the mind control. And, and, and in some sense, I mean, this is, this is the uh, OG rival fusion. I mean, you know, it's not like, Ken and Ryu were ever gonna, you know, murder one another, but I mean, they're rivals. You know what I mean? Like they're they're both training for the same thing. Yeah. They both they both have goals that they want to obtain, and and they're both you know competitive with one another. I mean, I, I would go so far as to say Ken and Ryu are the healthiest rival fusion and battle that you'll ever see in your entire life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's not, it's not just, you know, it's not like, oh, Doom and Reed have to work together to save the world. Who's going to backstab who first, you know, or something like, it's not like that, right? Like it, but it is kind of this, you know, I don't know, you know, like, like the, the whole, you know, that you learn, you know, Ryu gets his red arm uh, headband from, from Ken, right? Like that, that there's all this personal connection. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, like a Nightwing type thing. It's like, where did Nightwing get his name from? No, it wasn't some wackadoo uh, Mexican legend. It was from fucking Superman. You know what I mean? Like, so, so you know, it's like, that's, there, there's something about that, that like where you, you see the legacy of it and kind of, you know, I don't know. To me, it's like, that's the highlight of, of this is that the characterizations amongst the fighting. I think, me and like one of my oldest friend, I think we, we kind of, yeah, had like a sort of saw ourselves as like in Ryu and Ken basically too. And like street fighter alpha and street fighter alpha three, I think both had like the dramatic battle mode where you could be Ryu and Ken and fight like M bison at the same time mm. and stuff. So we used to like play that and replay that. Cause we saw it in this movie and we yeah. thought it was like the shit. So like, you know, then clearly they thought, you know, oh, this would be cool for them to do. And yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, it is fun and it is super awesome. I think I think, too, like like that, that love of this film and the relationship between Ryu and Ken, like, I, I think that can't I can't understate the massive disappointment it caused me when I saw the live action Van Damme movie. I mean, I know there's the people that have like, you know, 
the the appropriate fondness for that film and and how you know it, it played out and and you know however that works out for people you know whether it's a love for you know Raul Julia or you know just having fun you know quoting uh, fucking Van Damme giving shitty speeches and all that kind of other stuff like like I I can appreciate the love for it in that vein but I mean when I went and saw it I I took it like seriously you know what I mean and it was like it's like one of those things where you went and it's like like, hey, I'm you. I'm Ken. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> High five. You know, and I was just kind of like, wait, what? Like, what? Like, I have what? a very different appreciation for that movie than I do for this yeah, movie, yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 And, and, and like, you, I had to grow into that appreciation. Like, whereas this movie I loved from the start and I always have loved, basically. Yeah, yeah. So. But but like Justin, like what I know me and Derek like have been jabbering on. Like what do you like what is your opinion? Of the movie? I I like it, but like I said, I've only seen it like that you know, that one time as far as I can remember. Like I know I talked about this before, but I had a friend in high school and he had just a huge, huge, massive collection of vhs tapes stuff that he had bought from stores and stuff that he had like recorded off like you know cable and stuff and he had this film and i remember watching it because a lot of times i'd go over to his house and spend the night or whatever and you know usually he would have something for me and i would bring something for him that we had you know we'd never seen these things it was kind of like an exchange it's like okay you know he's going to show me you know street fighter 2 the movie and I'm going to show him Cardcaptor Sakura, the movie. And he hated Cardcaptor Sakura, and he fell asleep through most of it. But um, I remember watching it with him, and we both liked it. I think – I mentioned this when we discussed video game comics. Like, my group of friends, we all liked Street Fighter, but I think we were all more geared towards, like, Mortal Kombat. And you know what I do? I remember watching, like, over and over repeatedly, like, the way you guys kind of describe – watching this film like i remember watching fatal fury the anime movie like repeatedly i guess that was more my speed i don't know uh, or or maybe it had more like my sensibilities because it's you know I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time but i think it's got more like mystical and magical stuff like there's a magical suit of armor of like mars or something and i, I think i mean you know me like i like magic stuff and this this movie's pretty straightforward, except for, like, you know, the cyborg stuff. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I I guess I was just more into the, the Fatal Fury thing. But you know what I was thinking of when I was watching this? Like, the animation is so good, and you look at just Ryu talking or something, and it makes me think of, like, when anime, like, penetrated, for lack of a better term mainstream comics and you were seeing that anime design style in like you know uncanny x-men and stuff and i remember mm. i remember you either liked that or you hated it and i remember right, reading right, stuff right. from people they're like get this like anime bullcrap out of my x-men and like me like i love that like i thought that was great i mean i was buying x-men at the time so i was just like oh man like this like this is great like this is like this is like having X-Men manga almost. I mean, you know, like I like I thought it was really cool, but some people man, some people really hated it. Yeah, the the whole what Joe Mad, Roger yep. Cruz kind of mm-hmm. era of things. Yeah. 
I, I enjoyed that. I mean, I, I didn't have any problem with it. Like, I, I thought it was, I thought it looked cool. Uh, I was, I think I was into Age of Apocalypse at the time. Like, that's, that's, I mean, I know, I know Joe Mad did other issues outside and around that, but that's mostly what I kind of hone in on when you, when you bring up that kind of uh, influence, you know, like in, in, in mainstream and stuff like that. So, and, and I guess, I, I, I don't know, like the Fatal Fury thing, I think I, I, I didn't really know of that until, I, I don't think I sought that out until the, you know, the heyday. Like I probably watched those movies like maybe once, like post 2000. And the main reason why I did it was because of Street Fighter. Because because at that point I had gotten a uh, Dreamcast because that, that my understanding was and I, I think it probably is true is that it was one of the best gaming systems at the time and and you know we we bought you know Marvel versus Capcom Marvel versus Capcom two like all these games that we loved on it and then one of the games you know since we were you know fighting game you know or whatever you want to call us, right? One, one of the things that I ended up getting was the, you know, SNK, you know, the Street Fighter SNK thing or whatever, you know? And so that introduced me to a lot of those characters. And then at that point, I kind of, you know, there's that desire to be, you know, I, I again, this is this is just how I work, you know? Like most people, they kind of sit there and go, oh, yes, I don't know who Tauri is. And then they fucking curl up in a little ball and i imagine they fucking die or something but me i'm like i'm like well uh, you know no i don't know right so let me go find out you know so i start reading manga or i you know rent a fatal fucking fury movie and i figure the fuck you know i figure it the fuck out i don't sit there like an asshole but um anyway that's you know for me i think it's like i don't I, I don't have any extremely fond memories of, in, in other words, I guess I, I did not wear out Fatal Fury uh, discs and or tapes or whatever, but I don't, I, again, at the same time too, like I, I thought it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I don't have any bad, you know, it wasn't like I watched it and I was like, PU, when the fuck is this over? Like I watched it and was like, oh yeah, that's pretty fun. Like now I kind of get it. Like I have a better, more rounded understanding of the, these two groups of guys, you know, fighting one another, you know, and of course getting mad as hell because you could never fucking beat uh, Geese Howard at the end of that fucking game because he was so fucking OP'd, like, it pissed me the fuck off, you know, like, it's like you sat there and played it like 200 fucking times and you're like, fuck you, Geese Howard! You know, or whatever, (laughs) but, you know. You guys were talking about, like, the standout fights, like, the one standout fight that I did remember was the Chun-Li versus Vega fight. I was like, I remember this. Like, that... I think that's the that is to me like the standout fight, the final confrontation between like Bison and Ryu and Ken and all the you know the shifting loyalties and stuff. Like it's a good final battle, but I think it just goes on for a little too long because I was watching it and I was into it and I was like, man, this thing just keeps going, doesn't it? <laughs> like like some people don't like that final battle between obi-wan and anakin in episode three they think it goes on for way too long i like i think it's awesome but i guess i guess this is like the inverse of that for me like i think this final battle like goes on for for a little too long i mean there's some really great sequences in it there's some great animation and the way it's choreographed but i think after a while i think after a while i'm just i i don't know my eyes glaze over and i'm just like a zombie or something 
No, no, what always makes me laugh about that fight is like Ryu and Ken are like, you know, well-trained martial artists, like, like, you know, honorable warriors, but like, ultimately they win because like Ryu grabs onto Bison's leg and like, they do a like, like jet Jaguar Godzilla thing. Like yeah. where he's like, you know, like I want to like re-edit that scene with jet Jaguar and Godzilla and put like Ryu, Ken and Bison's like faces on those characters. Like. When when Godzilla's got him in a headlock or whatever, like, <laughs> but yeah, I, like I've, I mean, I, it's super awesome. You know, when he's like, "Ken, do it now!" and Ken does the hurricane kick, then Ryu does the dragon punch, and then they do the double Hadouken and like you know, ruin Bison's nice giant stealth ship or whatever. Dude, it, it's cool. Bison came back and lived on to be yeah. a trucker. <laughs> yep. Bison wrote truckers. Oh, did you not see the mid-credit scene, Justin? I saw Ryu walking down the road for a long time, and then it went to credits, and I just turned it off. Okay, well, oh, if you he, watch he, it... He, yeah, if you keep watching it, like, eventually, like, the... You see Ryu still walking down the road, and uh, uh, there's a big semi, you know, Optimus Prime-looking truck that's about to pull a uh, duel and, like, run him off the road, and, and it's it's Bison behind the wheel, basically. <laughs> and then And then Ryu's just like, Hi-yah! And he's about to fucking drop kick the fucking semi truck or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like my friends and I always joked about that scene too because we're like, and and as soon as like the freeze frame ends, it's like Rio just gets run over by the truck. Like, <laughs> but I mean, you would think that Rio would like you know jump through the windshield and kick Bison in the face or something, but we're like, realistically, what's he gonna do there? Like, yeah, it's cool. The the little Indian girls be like, "There's change for you." I'm like, it's fine. I was gonna ask you guys, since you're a more uh, expert on this than I am, clearly. Um, aside from the games, like, what do you think is the best Street Fighter thing out there? Like, TV series, anime, comics? Like, it, is it this film or is it something else? There's like personally like i couldn't choose because while there's a lot of crappy street fighter stuff out there there's also a lot of good like street fighters like this film like we'll we'll probably chat a little bit about it later but like you know derek just watched assassin's fist today i think that's great um the udon comics are great and a lot of the mangas are pretty great like ryu final like i had Mm -hmm. you read that didn't i derek yeah yeah that was a final is a a really yeah that was like one of the fan hold dares that we did a while back. Yeah, I, I think I think you pretty much covered everything that that I would have said. You know, Udon, you know, this film, and then the, you know, the manga. You'd have the, to, you'd have yeah. to say stuff to avoid. Like I'd avoid like the alpha animated movies. Like those are yeah. really unsatisfying. I, I, I'd I'd avoid know. I'd avoid Street Fighter Four along with those alpha movies. I'd avoid. Uh, I, I mean, unless unless you want to yuck it up about them, I'd avoid the which I, I have and I, I found joy in doing that. But I, I mean, otherwise, I, I would avoid the USA. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the cartoon USA cartoon. Yeah, I remember that. Honda's, you know, a fucking tech guru or whatever the fuck and shit like that. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. It's like E Honda, ultimate computer hacker. I, you know, the same thing goes for like. I, I think I have the same sentiment Legend about Chun-Li. the legend. Oh no, Legend of Chun Li. Avoid at all fucking costs. Yeah, like, that, like, like not, Van, the Van. So bad, it's good. It's just Van, straight up Van, bad. Van Dam yeah. in the USA cartoon. You could like get away with like, dude. I, I have some 
fond memories of it, and I can sit there and yuck it up and laugh at it. Like, man, that fucking Chun-Li movie is fucking awful. Charlie Nash, Interpol, hold your fire! Only watch it when you when you miss Michael Duncan Clark. Or, or if you think Kristen Crook is, you know, like the hottest girl in the universe or something. That was supposed to be her big break, too. It like was, and, it, and yeah, it went well, nowhere. It, it, it broke her, all right. Like, yep. Yeah. It broke her back to being TV only. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even Chris Klein couldn't save it. <laughs> Charlie Nash, in a pole. In a pole. Oh my God. I loved, like, someone did, like, a friggin' on YouTube, someone did, like, a compilation of all his, like, lines in that movie. And, like, every so often they'll splice in, like, the part where there's, like, a bomb, and he's like, BOM! (laughs) (laughs) BOM! You just inherited. Oh, no. I don't know. Does that that answer your question, Justin? Like, if you wanted to look for more, like, go read the Udon comics, check out some of the manga, this film, and, and probably Assassin's Fist. Okay. You know, I was just, I was gonna say you mentioned like the scene where like Ryu helps that like little Indian girl. Like mm-hmm. I don't, but I just love that scene. Like no, I, I, I love like, it too. I like, like it just, too. just like it's it's it just shows like what a like solid bro Ryu is basically. Well, yeah. Oh, he, like, the, the thing of it is like like it's like one of those things where he he bumps into her, he realizes he fucked up, and and like he immediately assesses the situation. It's like oh. You spilled some milk. Oh, that milk's for your, you know, destitute mother, and you guys are living in the middle of this alley. Like, okay, well, here, take some money. Like, it's my fault. I bumped into you. Go get some milk. And then, and then the best part is too. Like, you could tell he's pissed. Like, like Ryu's not the type of person to get like, like super uh, emotional about things or whatever. But you can tell he gets pissed off when the fucking Charlie Nash in a pole gets fucking blown, you know, he gets blown away and there's all those shadow law guys, you know, messing shit up. And then the, the poor little Indian girl gets caught up in the crossfire. Cause it's like, that's some fucking bullshit, man. Like, you know, and that's that see. And that's my proof of why like Ryu would not get run over by the, the bison fucking uh, maximum overdrive mobile at the end. Because <laughs> He fucking does his fucking dropkick straight into the goddamn fucking uh, shadow yeah, the limo windshield. or whatever and fucking fucks the guy up. So I'm sure he'd do the same thing at the end of uh, uh, <laughs> at the end of the, the I movie. Love, like, like, and I was saying, like, you know, his his theme is kind of playing like the do 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 do, and like he he like he nods at the mother and she nods back. Like it's like yeah. he's like yeah, yeah I'm it's... cool. Like. I'm the man, and the mom's like, you are the man. (laughs) Well, no, it's just, it's a good, because it's like, I don't know. Like, see, that that's the thing. Like, like, he doesn't have to say anything. Like, they just, they just nod. They have an understanding. Like, it's human kindness. Like, I don't know, man. Like, he's, yeah, it's a good, like, that's a good scene. It's funny, because, look, I remember there was some... I think it was on Sci-Fi. There was what was there was a show in the mid '90s on Sci-Fi that reviewed like anime and comic books. Do you remember? Oh, yes, the Anti Gravity Room. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. They reviewed this movie, and I just remember like they like you know they had like you know 
straight out praise for it and whatever. And at the end, like, you know, the guy was kind of like, and the best part is like Van Damme isn't a mile within this movie. Like, so <laughs> like I, that, that always stuck. Because you know? like I, I saw the Van Damme movie first because that was what, 1994, I think. And this came out yeah. in 1995. So yeah. I was like, you know, I was like probably ten, nine or 10 and like I knew it wasn't like good. But I also I was like I was taking what I'd get at that point where I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's Street Fighter. I mean, I guess I like it, like even though I don't think it was, you know, as good as it could have been. But then like once this movie came out, I, I you know, I was kind of like, yeah, fuck that Van Damme movie. Like this, <laughs> this, is a, this is like a this this was like a fix, like basically for that. Like, so, yeah, well, this is I mean, I, yeah, I can't I can't not say this enough. I I. I, and I feel justified, too, because before I was like, oh, I haven't watched Assassin's Fist and some of this other stuff, so maybe I better hold off on, on making this declarative statement. But th this is the best, like, you know, film, you know, like, I know, I know, you know, Justin asked about other media, right? Like, maybe some of the manga and Udon comics have some, some better, you know, group moments or whatever, right? But th this unquestionably i think this is the best street fighter like film that has you know or tv show whatever the fuck like anything a, a, like distillation of yeah. what street fighter yeah. is yeah it's like it's like this is this is street fighter and 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 you know what it is too it's like it's fine if people don't like this or don't care for it because you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of Sin City, like when Robert Rodriguez made Sin City, and I knew some some very nice ladies in my life, and they didn't care for it, right? And I understood why. But to me, I'm like, that's okay. You know why? Because it was true to what Sin City was, right? And it's like, it's okay if you don't like Street Fighter, and you don't like Chun-Li's boobies, and all this other fucking shit that's in here. Like, that's fine, but it's street fighter like it's literally like the perfect encapsulation of what street fighter is this movie is so influential too to what like comes after like like in like so many things in like future games and like street fighter canon take inspiration from this movie like this movie uh started the trend of chun li being an interpol agent like before this like i think I think her original like Street Fighter 2 ending just has her become like a police detective like in honor of her father or something and that's it but like in this movie she's like you know an Interpol agent and like and it also started her and Guile like working together and stuff that what they usually do in most games um it start what else did it start like oh the the grassy field where Ryu and Sagat fight at the beginning like that's that's a stage in Street Fighter Alpha Two because like it's so iconic, you know. Like the Ryu and Sagat have their like, even though technically, like they say, like in the game canon, it was in an actual tournament where Ryu like scarred Sagat. But like it, it, this that scene was so iconic that they had to make an actual like stage for it. And like it also started like Sagat's kind of like more sympathetic like turn because before this like you just figured Sagat was you know out for revenge and out for like you know to just beat Ryu and whatever and I mean there is that in this movie I mean you don't get a whole lot of Sagat outside of that first scene but you know there's that one scene where he like asks Bison you know like 
let me have my rematch, man. Like, you know, let me regain my pride. And Bison's like, no, no, down, bad Sagat, no. <laughs> and then like, I don't have time that, for this yeah. bullshit. And then, like, yeah, you just get that scene of Sagat, like, standing alone, looking all like, oh, I made a bad choice. Like, you know, so, like, in, I, I was always hoping there'd be a sequel where I was like, well, there's got to be a sequel because they didn't do anything else with Sagat. So, like, I thought Sagat was going to come back and. You know, like, Sagat is actually probably my favorite Street Fighter character overall, and it's because of what, like, other games did with him, and, like, it kind of makes him, like, like, you know how you said, like, you know, this is a healthy rival fusion, like, sort of, with Ryu and Ken, like, and, like, I I like that, and I get that, but, like, my preferred kind of rival fusion would have been, like, if Ryu and Sagat teamed up and fought Bison or something, because, you know, they were, like, you know, they were... Nemesis, nem- yeah. nemesis is like sorta. So no, no, no. I I understand what you're saying. I I I I I think what I said. You know, it's like Ken and Ryu are not a traditional rival fusion, but it's still they still fall under that umbrella. You know, like if if bite like to put it in like Justin terms, like or term terms, Justin would instantly like cotton to like. Say if Bison is like Doctor Doom, then Sagat is like Namor, basically. Like mm. that's like you would okay. you wouldn't know it from like you know the the live action movie or the USA cartoon, like where Sagat's just like you know an arms dealer who works for Bison or whatever. But that's like Bison promised Sagat, you know, like join me and you'll get your revenge on Ryu. And then like you know eventually Sagat realizes he's not a fucking criminal. And that's like eventually he leaves Shadow or Shadow Shadow Law Shadowloo. They changed it to Shadowloo eventually, but like it, that's I guess that's a case of like early installment weirdness that it's like Shadow Law in this movie. But yeah, now but now yeah. I have visions of uh, Reed Richards and Ralph Did Me doing like uh, double Hado at uh, Doctor Doom. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but. Yeah, so, like, I mean, like I said, this movie is very influential, like, for future Street Fighter uh, uh, fiction, and even, like, you know, they adapted a lot of stuff into the games, too, like. You know, I I mentioned the Fatal Fury anime film, but they also made anime films for, like, Tekken and Darkstalkers. Was it because of the success of this movie? I think so, yeah. Like, I mean, it started like I, a sort of boom of those kind of movies. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, for sure. I think all those movies came after this film, too. Right. Yeah. Pretty positive on that. Yep. But uh, what else? Um, oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you, Derek. Yeah. Like, what did you, like you said it? But like, you know, like I, I, I really liked it. Like I watched Assassin's Fist as it was like coming out on YouTube or whatever. Because okay. that's okay. where they like originally like were releasing it. Yeah, it's and, funny. I think I think I had I had saved those, you know, as they were coming out with the intent to watch it. And then it was just one of those things that I had never done. And I, I had bought that when they came out with the Blu-ray collected set of all of them. I bought it. I stuck it on my shelf as I'm, you know, want to do. And I, I still hadn't opened it until today. And I was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about this and I should probably you know, sit down and watch it or whatever, you know? And so I cracked open the plastic, I watched it, you know, it's like, you know, when you watch all the shorts together, it's like about 12 of them. But to, to me, I, I kind of watched it like a two and a half hour film, you know? And I, I don't know, like uh, if Justin's asking about it, I kind of feel like Justin would enjoy this, especially the, the Goki 
Gokin part, you know, like, like there's a lot of, like, it, it was funny because I think initially when I watched this, I just kind of thought like, oh, this is just going to all be in English, right? But like, this is almost like half of this is almost in Japanese. You know what I mean? And it, it makes perfect sense, right? Like, like it should be in Japanese, you know, like kind of thing. And so like, that's, that's one of those things where I, I mean, you know, as much as I kind of, uh, you know, I'm sitting there going like, what's up with the niece and everything. I mean, I got into that part of the story, you know, like Goki transforming into a Kuma. It's almost like a Anakin Padme thing, you know, like there's, there's all kinds of, uh, you know the, the the friendship that we talked about with Ryu and Ken is is pretty well preserved. There's there's virtually zero fucking costume shame, you know, in the whole thing. And admittedly, it's not like they're complicated costumes or anything. But man, I can't tell you like that. Just the notion of that, the the like zero costume shame type thing, like that. That's the part of this you can tell is like kickstarted and fan made with love or or whatever that like that the part that like there there was no fucking larry going oh you know we can't we can't have all these guys in geese larry or what you know whatever their fucking hang up is you know or <laughs> or they, they, them 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 gloves are too red and too yellow they they're so bright uh you know or whatever the fuck the fucking problem is there was there was no issue you know and they just they just did that i mean the, the 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 I can see I can hear I can hear my annoying fucking Hollywood friends being like oh look at that fake ass wig that Ken wears but I'm just like to me I'm like dude it looks like fucking Ken you know like you you know what Ken like it's weird the the two things about Ken like he, he okay he's an Australian actor for one right he does a pretty decent job of you know pretending like he has an American you know, English accent or whatever. The the two things I, I was like, he kind of reminded me, like he had a little bit of that that Tom Cruise flair that like what's his face in the the Twilight movies has, like where you kind of keep looking at him and go, oh, that guy kind of reminds me a little bit of Tom Cruise, like that kind of charisma or even his nose and the look and all that kind of shit. And then the other thing I thought of, and this may or may not speak more to Justin, but y you know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like watching Riverdale. Like, dude, KJ Appa is like, I'm KJ Appa, and you're watching <laughs> Riverdale. And then he goes yeah. off and dyes his fucking hair a color that's not his own, and he puts on his, you know, fucking, you know, American English accent and does his thing, right? And that's exactly what this guy did, you know? So it's like, it's very much like, hey, here's Ken and Ryu, and they're, they're doing their thing, and they're training together, and he's got this wig, and if you see the actor without the wig, you're like, oh, yeah, that's not his, you know, I mean, you can tell even when you're watching the thing that that's not his real hair, but, you know, all, all that aside, it's like, to me, it's, it's that whole zero tolerance for costume shame. It's like, look, Ken's going to have long hair. They even make a big bit of it with this old man kind of making fun of him the whole time, calling him, uh, you know, he keeps saying, oh, Ryu, what's up with your girlfriend? You know, like that kind of thing, and, and laughing at him and all that shit. So, like, all that stuff I thought was really fun. I am I was kind of impressed, like, because there, there's that aspect where you're watching the backstory and you're like, how are they going to turn Goki into the zero costume shame Akuma that we all know and love, right? And, like, there was that part of me that's like, man, what a hurdle that must be. Like, there, there's no way they can pull that off, you know? And, like, I'm like, when are they going to, like, how are they going to get, like, how are they going to turn this little bitty Japanese dude who's got a, you know, chip on his shoulder, 
you know, how are they going to turn little Peter Parker with, uh, you know, glasses on into fucking, you know, fucking cosmic Spider-Man or what, you know what I mean? Or whatever, right? Like how, how are they, and, and I, I thought they pulled it off pretty fucking good, you know, like, so I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed watching it. I thought, I thought it was good. Um, I, I was a little disappointed that the follow-up, uh, wasn't really a follow-up, you know? So I was like, yeah, they just kind of got the same guys that, that did Ryu and Ken and had all this other dumb bullshit in it and the, and the thing i guess and that that's part of like part of my love for assassin's fist versus the resurrection like the resurrection had like fucking cell phones and buzzing and all this bullshit but the, the assassin's fist was like it was like set correct you know like like it was 1987 they had a, a, a nintendo yeah. yeah it was 1987 and they were training right like and, and it was like there were no fucking cell phones and it was like they they actually like treated it like a period piece you know like that that they you know when by the time it got to be like 1991 or whenever street fighter 2 would have come out like they had been training for a couple years and by the time you get to the end of it and they're like yo let's have an adventure in san francisco together you're like oh holy shit this is like you know this is that this is right it's 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 all lined up perfectly and everything like that and of course when you watch the other thing it's like they it, they treat it like all the video games have happened off camera or some shit and it was just kind of like yeah this sucks yeah but, it was but resurrection was a tie-in to street fighter 5 so which takes place probably like five or six years after assassin's fist maybe mm-hmm. like maybe probably more even but like yeah like well it, it would have to be if they have their fucking iphones out but yeah 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 a lot longer probably yeah because i don't know like well street fighter 5 like uh, eventually these games go on so long that it's like you know like part of charlie charlie's backstory is that he dies right yes he's he's bucky like basically and like but then they like for street fighter 5 he becomes the winter soldier basically where they resurrect charlie and he's like a cyborg or whatever so it's like you know like i don't know like and the thing is like you know part of ryu and ken's backstory is that goken is dead like akuma killed him yeah. And like that's you know resurrection ends with them about to fight and you it's sad because you know if you're a Street Fighter fan you know Goken's gonna lose that fight right right but in Street Fighter Four they bring back Goken like and he uh, it, it turns out like like Akuma just put him into a coma and since he's such a like super awesome martial artist and whatever like he just like he like attained the power of nothingness and like was just in a coma for all this time and he wakes up. So it's like, you know, eventually you're like, man, did Bison or Akuma kill anyone? Like, and it, like, I'm sure when Street Fighter 6 comes out, it'll be like, oh, it's Chun-Li's dad. Like, he's That's back. Like, or whatever. <laughs> That's just what I was going to say. Is Chun-Li's dad come back yet or what? Ch- Chun-Li's dad and Uncle Ben street fighting again. Yeah. But, no, but I, I do like, you know, Assassin's Fist and like, yeah, I did like... It, it 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 exceeded like you know i think it exceeds your expectations for oh, it yeah. which is always yeah. a good thing yeah so but but yeah yeah, you, yeah. You know I, mean? yeah like, I think i think if you feel the same way about the street fighter 2 animated film that me and mike do then you will you will appreciate the assassin's fist if you've never seen it and I know, like, we were talking before you start. we started, like, I know, like, you said you don't like how, like, you know, the dark Hado, the Satsui no Hado is, like, kind of permeated 
everything yeah, in that, Street well, Fighter yeah, after that point. Yeah. But like, you know, this this animated movie is completely free of that, basically. So like, it's before yeah, that, they yeah. added that. Yeah, well, because that, that that to me, this is my purest distillation of Street Fighter. You know, I don't. To to me, the dark though is like the fucking bone claws of Wolverine. Like I think it's stupid. Like, but I, I, I understand. Like you know, just you know, like a rational human being, I understand that that's you know become part of the lore. You know what I mean? But uh, you know. All I can say is I lived in a time where there was no such thing as Dark Hadot and Bone Claws, and I would have preferred it stayed that way. Because, man, I don't know. It just seems like, and to me, it just seems like it's like some lazy, easy thing for these guys to go to and like a lot of these shittier follow-ups. You know, it's just like, oh, we, you know, Justin's asking like what the plot is. And it's like, it's like, well, yeah, now for all the subsequent movies, the plot is... Uh, Ryu's got the dark dough up his anus, and, um, he's got to fight that and stuff, and, yeah, you know, and I'm just kind of like, come on, man, enough with this shit, like, you know? Yeah, I, I get you, like, and it, it, it is, like, in every game, too, it's like, it, it always, Ryu is always struggling with the dark dough and stuff, and, like, he finally, like, sealed it away, supposedly, in Street Fighter Five, but... I think I told you it's like they they created a whole new character named Kage who is basically a a physical manifestation of the Dark Hado who looks like a demonic Ryu. So he's basically like you know the Nemesis Prime like scourge of Ryu. And like that, that like, reminds me cuz remember how we talked about like the Malibu comic and what they were going to do and how they were going to have those phony ass duplicates of people running around to account for the fact that you could play both characters and then wasn't there like some fictional like i forget what it was it was like i think like the the one girl was mad because they thought ryu killed the the master that they invented in that malibu comic but it turned out it was the clone or i don't know yeah and then i'm like i'm like that's exactly i'm like oh look it's it's reused bizarro dark hado guy or what you know what i mean and you're just like oh wow that all sounds like the same lame you know it's like it's like oh well can can we put a dark hado guy on a spaceship and you know send them away with uh poochie like never to be seen again and like I know, I understand like from a gaming standpoint why they created Kage because they wanted to have Evil Ryu like still in the game, but like mm-hmm. didn't want Ryu to be suffering with that anymore. Yeah. But also, it's like like watching doing. I like played like you know when I got Street Fighter Five, I played through everyone's arcade modes and story modes and whatever. And when like Kage's story mode is just him appearing to all of Ryu's rivals and saying like, "Oh, that weakling can't beat you, but I can." And then, like when he when he like loses or whatever, like all his rivals are like, "Go, like go away, Kage! Like we don't want to deal with you." Like, 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 every, like, every, like every every rival is me. Basically. Yeah, it's like Akuma. Like if you fight Kage with Akuma, and he's literally like, like I like I had no enjoyment from that fight. Like there's no joy in crushing a shadow. Basically, like you know, like you're nothing. Like. You're nothing but a friggin' reflection. Like you're you're a hollow reflection, and you suck. Like basically, so. But the, the, yeah, so in as far as an in story thing, it seems like yeah, people share like we're sick of the dark ado. Like go away. Like we don't want to deal with you anymore. Like, <laughs> yes, agreed. Agreed. Ah, you bastard! 
Why aren't you afraid of me? If you want to exist, then exist. If you want to leave, then leave. I will continue as I have done, and do whatever I choose to. You think... you think you're stronger than me? But how? I am... I think I told you, like, also, like... That second Street Fighter Alpha movie, which which has the weird ass animation style that I really disliked, like it sort of it implies that like Akuma and like Gotetsu's like daughter slash niece are Ryu's parents, which uh, like no one takes as canon or whatever. And uh, I think I think even like Ryu final like poked fun at that where. I, I forgot, like, when, when Ryu and Akuma have their big final battle, Ken says something, like, to the effect of, like, you know, these two are connected by, like, the spirit of the fist or whatever. Like, it wouldn't, like, it, it wouldn't even matter if they were a blood relation or whatever. Like, their destinies are, you know, entwined with each other. Like, so it was kind of, like, dismissing that. But I think, like, the Udon comics, and maybe I'll have you guys read this, like, one day. Like, the, they did that, like, Akuma Origins, like, graphic novel or whatever. And, like, so they did their own take on, like, Akuma's origin and stuff. And, like, I think it had, like, the best kind of take with, like, linking Ryu to Akuma with not, but not, like, you know, in such a blatant manner. It's, like, I forgot, like, Akuma decimates this village of, like, like thieves and, like, killers and, like, stuff and, like, kills them all. And, like, like, a day later, like, Goken comes upon the village and he's, like, oh, man, like, Akuma killed everyone. And, like, the only one he didn't kill was, like, a baby. And that baby was Ryu, and Goken, like, adopts the baby. So Ryu's, like, the survivor of, like, a Akuma, like, rampage or whatever. So, like, I feel like that's a good way to, like, still link Ryu to Akuma, but not, like, make him his dad, like, so. Krypton exploding. The explosion is not Superman's dad. Yeah, exactly. Uh (laughs) Ah, That's good. That's good. And then, of course, like in Ryu Final, you've got that friggin' awesome scene where, uh, like, Ryu keeps going to, like, Ryu's like an orphan and he keeps going to Goken to, like, train him and Goken keeps turning him away. So then Ryu, like, goes out into the woods to, like, fight a bear and then, like, he gets, like, his ass kicked and then Akuma saves him and, like, puts his fist through the bear's head and, like, the fist, like, comes, like, two inches away from Ryu's face. Like, that's such a friggin' cool scene, like, in the manga, too, so... But this, like I said, like Ryu Final, like, yeah, Assassin's Fist, like the Udon comics, like that's in this movie. Those are the good things you want to, like, look for if you're looking for, like, you know, good Street Fighter fiction. But, yeah, Justin, do you have anything else to, like, add? I mean, what are you, Mike, a tin man on steroids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I got nothing. Those Those monitor cyborgs suck. Like, who would be <laughs> fooled by any of that? Like. I mean, I suppose if you put them in a baseball cap or a fireman's uniform, like no one, hey, does that guy have a robot face? Nah, he's wearing a hat. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. He's wearing a hat. I was just going to say, last bit of trivia. Fei Long is actually voiced by Brian Cranston in this. Like, he's, like, this is, you know, before he became a super mega, like, Hollywood actor star, but 
like, and I think he's under a pseudonym as are most of the voice actors in this movie. Cause I, I think that this was before they were like unionized or something, but it, uh, it was probably when they were, unionized. You know, when, or when, well, yeah. I, 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 I understand what you mean, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, Brian Cranston, like he he voiced some like monsters on Power Rangers too. But yeah, he voices Faye Long in this. Is he the not Bruce Lee guy? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You know, I'm 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 rewatching Babylon Five, and he showed up on an episode. Like, and he was he looked pretty young. I was like, is that? No. And then looked at the credits. I was like, it was, and it, it was a nice little part for him because he had to like heroically sacrifice himself. We're not finished yet. You haven't seen anything. <laughs> That's it was a good it was a good bit. Yeah, it's a good it it's a good, good dub. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although me and my friends, oh, me and my like good friend who we you know we used to like be Ryu and Ken. You know, like we always make fun of uh, that conversation Fei Long and Ryu have it like afterwards when they're walking mm-hmm. outside and like like. Uh, like Fei Long's like, oh, Sagat became like a member of Shadow Law. And like Ryu has this kind of stilted delivery where he's like, what's the Shadow Law? <laughs> so we're always we always say that to each other, like on occasion, we're like, what's the Shadow Law? I, I always just took that as like like he was doing his, uh, you know, John Wayne thing or whatever, you know, like just trying to be like. I'm just a man looking for a fight or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. The one other thing I I would mention is that uh, the one the one edit that kind of hurts like a scene in the PG thirteen movie uh, version is like when when Honda and Balrog like roll down that hill and then fall off the cliff. Like in the PG thirteen version, they just kind of yell like ah, oh! but like in the R rated version, they go oh shit. It should have been like, oh, oopsie. (laughs) Darn it. They should have said, oh, wugga wugga. Wugga wugga wugga. Don't be so sensitive. No, we're not done yet. You haven't seen anything. Get ready. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. If there's nothing else, Derek, why don't you tell people where they can find us if they want to look for us? If you like Big in Japan, we're over on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. You can check out all the backlog of episodes there. If you have any comments, questions, and or concerns about Chun-Li's uh, tatas, uh, <laughs> send us uh, angry emails at fanholespodcast.gmail.com. And we can be streamed on all kinds of social media. We're on, let's see, we're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets. We can be streamed on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. We're on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. And this is Justin signing off. This is Derek, Derek WC, signing off. It's Mike, and I'll fight you on your own level! Come on! And by that, he means he's just gonna take his cape off.
Well, he stopped doing his psycho power bullshit and stopped being a dirty geese power cheat. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's why Ryu had to do the arm, the leg lock, because he, yeah. you know, he was like, he was like, oh, if you're gonna fight dirty, then we are too. Like. Yeah. Yeah. know what else i noticed this time around and i just thought of it and it made me laugh like you know when he's brainwashing ken and ken's like all naked in that chair like it was like oh ken doesn't have any genitals and i was like oh of course because he's ken like barbie ken (laughs) 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 the old man in the assassin's fist was right (laughs) see eliza doesn't mind he doesn't have genitals because he's good at the wooga 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 On a scale of 1 to 10, how hard do you think uh, Gail banged Chun-Li when she got out of the hospital? Uh, like uh, 11. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's another thing. Like, Gail's supposed to be married, so like I don't think that mm. ever comes up in this. But Is is he married married, or is he separated married? Um, I think he's, like, his ending in Street Fighter 2 is, like, his family coming to, like, you know, don't kill Bison, Daddy, like, come home with us, like, and mm. he's like, okay, I'll go home and be a family man, which is one of his, like, win quotes or whatever. Oh, also Street Fighter canon trivia, um, Ken and Guile are brothers-in-law because their wives are sisters. Hmm. Oh, Eliza and, um... Yeah, Giles' wife. wife. Yep. Yeah. Secret sisters. They're secret sisters. Yep. Are they? Are they like the twins from Sin City? They look exactly the same. They're the, the same exact blonde, or kind of like I, yeah. I think her name's Julia, but okay. she's she's yeah she's a little older I think, but well, well I don't like it's kind of it, ridiculous. Like the canon it, maybe, is kinda... maybe 
maybe her name's Yulia in the Japanese uh, <laughs> yeah. version. Uh-huh. The canon's gotten kind of ridiculous where, like, how many people are connected to each other. It's like, Guile and Guile and Julia's daughter is also pen pals with Dalsam's son in India. Mm. So, like, yeah, like, everyone's connected to each other, so. Cornrow cousins, eh? Yep. Uh-huh. Hey, is what I feel for you. <laughs> no, I liked in Assassin's Fist. I forgot when it was, or... When, when um Ken's reading all the names of the people who who trained at the dojo, and he's like, who the hell's Dan? Yeah, yeah, that was funny. That, that was good. Yeah. And Dan only got to the part where he made the Hado, and then it just poofed out of existence. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like with your with your love of, like, the no costume shame and that thing, would you want Dan oh, to yeah. show up with his pink, oh, pink yes. ass? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> And he needs, like, a receding hairline. And it should be fucking... They should just get, like, fucking Steven Seagal and put him in a fucking big <laughs> Absolutely. Uh. <laughs> All right, you guys. Let me show you the true art of the Hado. Uh.